I'm Kate Wheeler, and I am here with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said Talk on 105.9 The Region. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. And maybe a little bit more this week because it's almost our anniversary. This Wednesday, February 14th, is not only Valentine's Day, but What She Said's fourth year on the air. We want to thank everyone who stuck with us, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, Welcome to the show. (laughs) And we'll be live on Facebook this Wednesday, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. to talk more about it and give away some great prizes from our guests. Well, speaking of Valentine's Day, Anida Daddy, the CEO of Dental X Smiles, has five tips to freshen your Valentine's Day breath and avoid a bad romance. Is that what happened to Lady Gaga? I think it could be. Well, many of us seem to be plagued with self-doubt these days, and we're going to speak to the Canadian Positive Psychology Association founder, Louisa Jewell, about her new book called Wire Your Brain for Confidence, The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt, that answers questions that I think we all ask ourselves when it comes to our self-worth and confidence. And we actually gave away a copy of her book, at our Wednesday Facebook Live. Um, and we'll probably give one away on Valentine's Day too. So make sure you join us. To lock in or not lock in that mortgage is the question these days. And the question we put to Jason John, a mortgage agent with Vine Group, interest rates are going up, but there are pros and cons for both. Mm. Color trend forecaster and interior designer Janice Fidek will be here to tell us all about the GTA Home and Reno show, the latest interior design trends, and how to strategically integrate them into your home. I think that often involves throw pillows. Mm, Yes, absolutely. Musicologist Eric Alper is going to bring us great movie performances by rock stars in On the Record and closing the show in our live studio sessions. You know her from Degrassi. Soma Chaya will be here to perform her new single. Great movie performances by rock stars. Well, I immediately think of Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand, right? Oh, yes. Always. I did that movie. I I know it's so dated now, but it always makes me cry. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Always makes me cry. Anyway, don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. We are going to take a quick break, but What She Said will be right back here on 105.9 The Region. Don't go anywhere. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. Saturday night at the movies, don't know what picture to see? And Brody's got you covered. Did you like the film? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> no. does I love your honesty. <laughs> Films about paranoia, I think they do us a lot of good. Because it's not happening to us. <laughs> I took your mom, Romy, who loves a good film. We laughed our socks off. I was so bored watching it. <laughs> a film critic who shoots straight from the hip. Saturdays on What She Said Talk. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. It's time to get the chains out. Is your tongue tied up? Cause this is my ground. And I'm dangerous. And you can get off. But it's all about me tonight. Welcome back to What She Said. Do you ever wonder why you're confident in some areas of your life, yet in other areas you have so much fear and self-doubt? Canadian Positive Psychology Association founder Louisa Jewell has written a book that answers just those questions, and she joins us now in studio. Welcome to what she said. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. The book is called Wire Your Brain for Confidence, The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt. So I guess the The bottom line question is, why 
do we all seem to be plagued with some form of self-doubt these days? Well, the, the research shows that really there's so much change that's going on in the world. And when things change for us, we're constantly questioning, do I measure up now? Am I still good enough with what I have? You know, for example, when Instagram came out, the question for me was, oh, I'm not on Instagram. I don't have an account. I don't have followers. Is there something wrong with me now? And so with this constant change that's going on, it's constantly putting into question, are we good enough? And so we're starting to doubt ourselves more and more. You know, it's interesting you say that. I wondered if you would mention social media because there you see the most perfect moments of everybody's life and you wonder why your day doesn't look like that every day. Well, exactly. And the thing is with self-doubt is it's very socially constructed. And what I mean by that is we're always looking outside to say, well, look at her. Do I measure up to her? Is she the example of where I need to be and I'm not measuring up? And so then I start to doubt myself. So there's this constant social comparison that's going on. So it's not a matter of whether we're going to ever eliminate self-doubt. We want to have a little self-doubt because that kind of pushes us to higher levels of performance. It's just this constant feeling of self-doubt about everything. When it's chronic like that, that's when we want to eliminate it. So we want to be able to manage our self-doubt in healthy ways. But there are so many highly talented, educated women who, who still doubt themselves. They call that imposter syndrome, right? They're going to be discovered. Yeah. How can we stop feeling like imposters and start owning that power? Yeah. And you know what? Imposter syndrome is really a problem because it perpetuates self-doubt. You see, the only way we are ever going to feel confident is when we actually get better at things and we actually believe that we are getting better at things because competence breeds confidence. So with imposter syndrome, I'm always giving away my success. I'm never actually believing that I had anything to do with this successful thing that just happened. So in order to overcome imposter phenomena, what I need to do is I need to ask myself after every success, what was my contribution in that success? Yes, maybe Bill helped me over there and maybe Susan helped me over here, but what did I do to contribute to that success? And I have to start believing believing that I move the needle on my abilities in order for me to start feeling, again, more confident and feeling that I'm getting better and better at things. Now, in the book, you say that scientists have actually discovered a formula for how we can wire our brains for a more action-oriented kind of confidence that boosts our courage to act even when we're afraid and have self-doubt. Yes. Is that, is that true? Really? Yes, yes. There is a four-step formula that you can actually follow. And once you start to incorporate that into your life, you will see that your behaviors change. I wanted to write about this kind of confidence because to me, confidence without action will get you nowhere. So I wanted to know, why was I really confident in some areas? You know, I've been a speaker for years. And yet writing a book, I was just so fearful of that. I wasn't moving into the behaviors to make that happen. Why if I was just generally confident? So I wanted to know, how do I get into action? How do I break down the resistance? And there is four different sources of this kind of action-oriented confidence that I talk about in the book, that once you start to move towards those, you'll start to see your behaviors follow. Okay, so now we have to know yeah. what they are. Very yes. <laughs> Don't leave us hanging, counting so, to yeah. four. So, I mean. so, so the first one is you've got to go out and start doing it. You've got to start practicing it. And a lot of people say, yeah, well, thanks a lot for that advice, because if I had the confidence to go and do it, I'd be doing it. So thanks for that useless piece of information. So what I tell people is then take a baby step. So break it down. If it's writing a book, then maybe the first step I do is I start a blog and I start getting comfortable with writing. So break it down into baby steps. Once you start again to build your, your competence in writing, you will see your confidence will follow. As you go through all those little baby steps, the next thing you know, you're writing that book. So it's chipping away at that and feeling more confident about it. 
as you do that. So that's one. That's one of the things. The second source of, and we call this self-efficacy. So this is that, that's what we call it in the literature, this kind of action-oriented confidence. The second one is to find role models that inspire you. Not role models that you feel jealous about, but role models that actually inspire you. Because once we say, oh my gosh, look, that person, they're kind of my age, they're my gender, if they're doing it, I can do it too. So find role models that inspire you. The second, the third one is, is to mentally rehearse. So meditate in the morning and mentally rehearse. You're doing this. You're making this happen. We know that there are parts of the brain that overlap between things we've just imagined and things that we're actually recalling. So we can kind of trick our brains into believing, hey, I've already done this before when we mentally rehearse. And when we say, I've already done this before, we're more apt to do it again. We're more apt to move into that kind of behavior. And then uh, another source of self-efficacy is social support. Who's going to encourage you? Who is going to be your cheerleader? If you don't have anyone that's encouraging you, find someone, find a mentor, find a coach, find people who are going to say, yes, you can do it. Now, one of the other tools in the book is your concept of peace at six. Do you want to explain that to people? Yeah. So especially for women, we are finding that women want to be excellent in too many domains of their lives. So the research is showing that women want to be excellent in 14 different domains of life. Things like, um, you know, you want to be a good entertainer at home and, the, and your house has to be perfect and your career has to be great. And you have to be a great mother. And not only... Do we Sexy have to be, wife, you have to be yes, everything. Right, you have to be Jenna Jameson in the bedroom. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and add on to that, thin. Oh, There's God. this obsession, right, that we have, that we have to be thin. It's just too many domains in life. So what I say is decide on three different areas of your life where you really want to strive for a 10. You want to strive to be really, really good at it. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but where you're going to say, I'm going to put my energy into this and then give everything else a six and say, I'm going to be six out of 10. Like for me, six out of 10 on housework is perfectly fine. At level six. Exactly. And, and I had to, when I said six for housework, I had to be peaceful that if people came to my house and it was a mess, that I was okay with that. I was mm-hmm. peace. I wasn't going to do the Lucy Ricardo kind of, you know, cleaning where everything gets shoved in a closet. Cleaning, cleaning lady. Right, right. Exactly. And my kids would say, are kids, are people coming over? You know, because they'd, yeah, they'd yeah. see me cleaning up, right? If I was really going to be peaceful at six, I had to say, look, I'm excellent in other areas and I'm going to feel really good about that. And I'm not going to beat myself up for being a six on areas where I've decided I'm going to be at six. And that might change next year. You know, my priorities might change, but for now I'm going to decide. And, and women are starting to just breathe a sigh of relief when I talk to them about that. We can't have it all. I think we've, we've decided that we can't have it all because it is, it's too much. It's too much and it's okay. But not only that, but we live in a very judgmental world. We judge others and we think they're judging us and we have to just forget that. Yes. Just just do the best you can. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So where can people get a copy of Wire Your Brain for Confidence, The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt? So it's available on Amazon, amazon amazon.ca, amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Um, so all of those online venues. And you can go to my website at louisajewel.com mm-hmm. and you can download the first chapter of the book if you want to get a taste of what it's all about. Oh, that's a great idea. That's yeah. a good idea so people can see if it's something. And, and who, who do you think should be reading it? Well, I, I, you know, I think the book really has a lot of great tools for everyone, especially for women. You know, especially for women who suffer from self-doubt and who are stopping themselves from playing a bigger game in their lives. What's your number one thing for people that are going through self-doubt? What would you say the one thing that you could do today to change things is? It's got to be self-compassion. You got to stop the beating up and just focus on getting better. You know, focus less on the judgmental part of it. Stop judging yourself. Yeah. And, you know, once you do that, I think you've, it's, it's a huge step. Louisa Jewell, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is what she said on 105.9 The Region, and we will be right back. When Candace Derricks tells people where to go, they listen. Hmm, an all 
inclusive is sounding pretty nice right now. Ooh. <laughs> Let me see food and travel and exactly, what else? right? There's nothing else in life is food and no. travel as far as I'm concerned. So you want to do all your investigation up front. These are really, really, really good tips. Pleasantville is on our bucket list. <laughs> We've got expert travel tips and tricks from Candace at lifeinpleasantville.com. Weekends on What She Said Talk. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This substance is in your homes. You and your children consume it all the time. It's directly correlated with the top three health issues in North America. Heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. And it's prevalent in many food items. It finds its way into our staple dishes that most of us believe to be healthy. It's sugar. It's likely stopping you from being the best you. At Turf Athletic Club, we take a whole body approach to your health. Come see us at 31 Jevlin Drive in Vaughn. We can help you become the best version of yourself. York Region, this is your radio station. 105.9 The Region. With all the talk about interest rates going up and inflation and the economy doing well, of course, we're all chatting about mortgage rates Mm -hmm. because we all have a millennial or two lurking around talking about whether or not to buy a house. Or just whether or not they're ever moving out of the basement. Ever moving out of the basement, (laughs) exactly. So joining us today is Jason Allen John, who is a mortgage agent with Vine Group. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So how have the new mortgage rate rules affected the market so far, do you think? Um, It's affected the market a bit. It's kind of um, reduced people's purchasing power um, on average about 20%. Uh, So um, a lot of people, let's say if they're purchasing a house for 500,000, they may have to scale it down to maybe 400,000 now. So it's it's having people maybe put more down or uh, look at other alternatives and where they're going to be living. I was going to say because that they're not living in Toronto at that uh, that price, so maybe you know a little bit further out, right? It's a, that's it's a little a bit of a consequence, right? So yeah. uh, like Toronto, the, the prices have increased so much. So if individuals are being pushed out the market, what they have to do is go uh, further to the outlays of the cities, and you know, or or they have to buy those tiny six hundred square foot or five hundred square foot units, get their foot on the ladder, exactly, and move up, right? One step at a time, you know. I think everybody, you know, you want to get to that big house, but maybe a condo to start is probably the best step. Now, I'm not, I haven't actually honestly paid attention. So exactly, can you give us a a brief take on what the new mortgage rules are, what people should be aware of? Okay, so what they call, they call the stress test. Um, I don't know why they name it stress test. (laughs) (laughs) Getting everybody stressed stressed out, right? Yeah. Um, But what it essentially means is that we're now qualifying everybody at the Bank Canada qualifying rate or 2% higher than your contract rate. So what that means is that if you're paying, let's say, 3.24% on your mortgage, I have to qualify you at 5.24%. So what the government has done is we're getting prepared for higher interest rates, and we're making sure that you can actually afford the house that you're living in. So um, we don't want five years to come down the line when it's time for renewal, and then you can't afford your mortgages. So Hmm. it's a good thing to protect the market from overinflation, right? So, But we've seen, as you were saying before, we've seen the mortgage rates have gone up. But house sales have, have really gone down. In, certainly, they went down in January yes. in, in the Toronto area. So what do you think is happening with the market in general? Well, I think uh, last year was a little bit of an anomaly. Between January, a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> between January and April, I felt the market really overinflated. So uh, it's hard for us to sit here and... A lot of the statistics is like, oh, last year housing prices is down 20%. Mm-hmm. But then last year housing prices were up 
over 20%. So if you compare where we are compared to maybe um, early 2016 or mid-2016, we're around those prices. That little hysteria that was going on that you said that was like over crazy mm-hmm. has calmed down and that's what's what's happened. So I think what the issue is in the market right now, sellers are used to prices from last year this time. So they want to sell their house at this premium price. But the buyers know it's not really worth that. So there's a big gap in the market. So I think when that comes closer together, we might see activity rise back again. So is this an opportunity for people who couldn't do it last year? I think so. I think rates are still very low. Like they're not, last year, you know, mortgage rates, maybe a five-year rate was 2.89%. And now maybe you're paying 3.24. But I'm sure you guys know, historically, well, hey, these are very still low rates. Listen, you're talking to somebody who I, I think I went through um, an, a, a brief spell at 18% yes. way back Whoa. when. And I remember my father showing me the papers from when he bought mm-hmm our house and it was 7% and I thought 7% and of course if you talk to young people who've just bought something they say 7% oh my exactly. it goes to 7% I'll never be able to do it so <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective and it's all relative because if you look at it those times when you're paying 18% your monthly cost was probably very similar to what I know prices are very high now but if you can if you're paying 18% the Yeah the but cost I wasn't goes up. making what we're <laughs> making so that you know you have to yeah. figure your income and whatever but it was a big shock to people and it was a, a short period of time but I think after 2008 uh, the government wants to make sure that we're not squ- people aren't you know, uh, having to go bankrupt. And that's the thing. It's a, it's a little bit of a protective measure. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, unfortunately, I think it's hurt the first home buyers a lot more than it's helped the overall market because these individuals are now coming in and it's, you need almost dual income to buy anything right now. Oh, so that's, you know, that's dual what's Dual income and your parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, should you lock in, in your mortgage or when should you think about locking in your mortgage? Well, right now, you know, uh, we're going through a lot of that with our clients. A lot of people who have variable rates are looking at locking mm-hmm. in right now. Um, I think it's all going to be based on your willingness to deal with the fluctuations in the rate. Um, myself personally, I've been telling all of my customers to lock in because I don't want a year from now it being maybe four and a half percent or five percent, and then um, maybe you could have got a cheaper rate right now. So I think what I've been saying for a very long time, everybody needs to take a look at their financial picture and determine what's best for them right now. So open up your books, speak with your family, speak with your husband, speak with your. But how, how would it not be a good idea to lock in well, if you know we're? I'm, I'm hearing that interest rates by the end of this year, will be significantly higher. I'll give you some reasons. Sometimes people are looking that maybe they're going to sell in a year or two or a little bit of time. So locking in may not make sense because if they lock in, they could be exposed to high penalties. So that, Mm -hmm. that, that could be a scenario. Um, some people, um, it could be a rental property and they like the fact that the rate's lower and then, you know, they may pass on that increase to their, to their uh, tenants. However, you know, if it's your house, you live in and it's your home, locking in is probably one of the best ideas right now. If you don't have a, a, a fixed rate. The other thing is if you have a short term, let's say your term is maturing next year, you may want to talk to your bank about extending that term too as well. Because next year rates may be much higher than you may wish you had this conversation now. What about selling? When, when is traditionally a good or a bad time to sell? So the month or the season and is that change do you see that changing this year um i think the best time obviously to sell is in the spring and the summer because right now um you can't really walk around too much to see a lot of houses in the winter but um you know the best time to sell is when you actually need to sell (laughs) there's never a right time for anything as you guys probably know in life sometimes you just have to go ahead and do it um this time right now may be a good time to sell because there are some people who are still qualified from pre-stress test rules, so they may be looking to buy before their purchasing power has decreased. However, you know, the wintertime does slow down a lot of people. So they say spring, summer. I find I'm busy um, April, May, June, July, and then it kind of tails off in the summertime. Mm. Well, what's the inventory like, though, given that a lot of people who saw the prices last year Mm -hmm. are probably looking at you and saying, I'm not selling my place for this. That's the issue, the inventory, because um, sellers are not selling their houses. Buyers want to buy. 
So then that may cause prices to rise again because mm-hmm. then it becomes a supply and demand issue. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're a seller and you think your house is worth 20% more, you may not want to sell it now. You're, okay, I'm going to wait for it to go back up. Mm-hmm. And I may want to buy right now, but if there's no houses, I can't buy. And maybe that one house that's in that market, I may overpay, which then starts the sellers to come back in. So like I was saying earlier, we're just waiting for that gap to close in a little bit between the sellers and the buyers, and you might see a little bit of activity. What about pre-sales? Uh, pre-sales has still been going really, really crazy. Um, I just think Toronto has a real shortage in our market in housing in the GTA, so I think that's where um, you see a lot of pre-sales activities going up. Hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think we haven't locked in our mortgage yet, but we're not planning on going anywhere, so maybe we should. I think it's a good opportunity to take a look at it, see where your payments are. Um, And then, you know, I think one thing you have to ask yourself, if rates were going to go up, let's just say another 1%, Mm -hmm. how much would that affect you? And Mm -hmm. then if that is a big question to answer if that is a big well, she's con- not going anywhere though why would you <laughs> like there's it, it's a no-brainer how do people unless she wants to pay it off faster yeah <laughs> that that's my plan well, yeah, but, you, but you can still do you that. can still do that. do that you should still do that locking in is probably the smartest thing to do you should have a conversation with your bank um and also a mortgage agent like myself okay so how do people get in touch with you uh, they can find me on my website which is uh, www.jasonallenjohn.com or you could find me on my instagram which is Jason Allen John. Um, you could also reach me at jason.john at vinegroup.ca. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us today. Thank you very much for your time. This is what she said, and we'll be right back. Since I fell down the stairs as a child and knocked my front teeth out, I've always smiled with my mouth closed. This year, I decided to change that and was surprised to find out that veneers were affordable and could be done rather quickly. With just two weeks before my wedding, I went to Maple Ridge Dentistry. Dr. Cohen and his team understood my needs, put together a work plan, and in all my wedding pictures, you will see me broadly smiling. Thank you, Maple Ridge Dentistry. For fast, affordable, and excellent dental service, call 905-832-9008 or go to mapleridgedentistry.ca. Located in Maple, they can give you the smile you want. Tell them Michael sent you. It was a game changer for me. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. 105.9 The Region, growing with you and your family. Joining us now for On the Record is musicologist Eric Harper, and today we are taking a look at great movie performances by rock stars. For sure, because it's not hard to find actors who want to play musicians, but musicians playing regular roles sometimes are a little bit harder to find, but that is Bette Midler, and she, of course, was in The Rose, because from the start, Bette Midler was always an actress-musician. She Mm -hmm. combined comedy and music together in a lot of her shows when she was first starting out. Her first two albums had a lot of funny parts in it, and then she won the starring role and the Golden Globe in the 1979 film called The Rose, which was an explosive rock singer called Mary Rose, which was loosely based on Janis Joplin mm-hmm. and is still worth a watch. It's been a hard day is night. I should be sleeping like a love. But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do will make me the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. I I've, just, you know, I've heard of them. You've heard of them? I've yeah. heard of them. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think they have a couple of albums. They have a couple of albums, yeah. And that one from A Hard Day's Night was originally conceived as sheer exploitation based on the Beatles' rising popularity. But it was an, also a remarkably well-made film. When you think about it, it's more comedy than documentary mm-hmm. and showed a humorous side to the band and garnered glowing reviews. And some critics actually likened them to the Marx Brothers for their natural wit and natural acting skills. 
The Marx Brothers. Okay. Natural wit and natural <laughs> acting skills. Okay. Good morning, heartache. You're the one who knew me well. Might as well get used to you. Diana Ross. Diana Ross's Lady Sing the Blues. And she's an interesting one because although that she's only had three acting credits to her name, this was such a perfect part of her as an ill-fated diva working in the music industry. 1972's Lady Sing the Blues allowed her to draw on her own reputation as a diva as we know her. And she garnered an Oscar and a Golden Globe nomination for still a great movie. And the King, Jailhouse Rock, baby. This was one of the first rock and roll films that I ever saw as a kid. And he was one of the first kind of people who exploded on the scene in film while working on music at the same time. He did 27 movies in the 1960s, but Jailhouse Rock is the one that endures. That photo of him kind of doing that... Elvis hip shakes standing in front of the jail is one of the most popular images in the Elvis photo library. You said 27 movies? In the 27, mil- 27 movies in the 1960s. Each one as great as the last. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I see the hunger rise and you rise and it's a Chris Christopherson. You like him. I you like, like him. Okay, he was he was mega hot in a mega, yeah. mega, right? And yeah. from a guy really, really good looking. And although that he had a successful uh, songwriting career in the early 1970s, he decided to try acting. And by 1976, he was struggling in both avenues until Barbara Streisand offered him a life jacket, put him in A Star is Born in the movie remake of it, and earned him a Golden Globe for Best Actor and a hit record for the soundtrack, sending his career into overdrive. Ironically, Chris wasn't the first actor to be considered for the role. Elvis Presley, Neil Diamond, and Marlon Brando were all up for the same Really? Role. And it was Streisand's choice? It and was Streisand's choice. And that's another person who has had acting I've roles. heard of her, too. And she also Jennifer <laughs> Lopez has probably had 50 movie roles. If you're Although Jewish, the first role is Yentl. That's the yeah, first know, one that comes know, into know, your mind, I know, right? I know. Really? Yeah, really? Uh, Yentl? You go to Yentl? Eric, I'm so disappointed. I know. For, for anybody listening kidding. on the radio, that was like the split second take of like, really? <laughs> oh my God, as usual, you are... Uh, just great. A star, star is, in a, our a eyes. star is born right in front of your eyes. Exactly. I know, as my mother would say. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is 105.9, and we will be right back. <laughs> Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com TC or call 416-340-7270. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Feeding the family got you frantic? As feeding two teenage boys, I mean, at the end of the week, that's all I really want to do is save some money on my groceries. Is your fridge ever actually full? Oh, my, no. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that comes to a radio interview with a cooler. Not only was it so much fun, but it was super easy. And even my kids, when we cut into it last night, they even looked at it and they were like, Mom, you made this? 
I think you can do this in your sleep. Wholesome, on-budget fixes from foodie Charmaine Broughton on What She Said Talk. This is 105.9 The Region. Well, we've got Valentine's Day on the brain and joining us now with five tips to freshen your Valentine's Day breath and avoid a bad romance is the CEO of Dental X Smiles, Anita Teddy. Welcome back to What She Said, Anita. Thank you for having me. There is nothing worse than getting a whiff of bad breath when you're leaning in for a smooch. So let's start with tip number one, using a proper brushing technique. What are we doing wrong? I think brushing is the one thing that uh, everybody learns first, and um, for years probably they don't do it right. So we usually say um, probably you have to brush uh, a proper way. It doesn't matter if you are using an electric toothbrush or a manual toothbrush, but it's important to brush the proper way. And the proper way is not back and forth like it used to be, that uh, people or dental professionals used to say the, the harder you brush, the better it is. Now it's actually you have to brush away from the gum, and that's the most important uh, always so you don't go up and down either you go you go down up, sorry you go down for the top and up for the bottom ah, I see um, and my dentist told me I was using like a round head electric toothbrush and she said I think you're pressing too hard you don't need to press at all with a, a tooth an electric with the electric one. and it's yeah. very true and most of the electric toothbrushes have sensors so if you are actually pressing too hard it will let you know. It oh, mine vibrate. must be old because it doesn't mine have a too. fancy yeah. sensor. Yeah. <laughs> because they do have sensors. Oh, okay. Um, what else? For uh, the for brushing or other tips? No, no. for other tips other for tips. having a so one, sweet-smelling mouth. <laughs> so the one of the important uh, tips is also to floss. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of um, this is one of the tips that probably nobody likes. No, because I know. Flossing, I'm, I'm a bad flosser, I admit it. And you are one of the very, probably one of the most common patients that we see because flossing is not one thing that people like. And uh, what, um, what you have, like what people need to know is that by brushing, you are actually probably cleaning about 60 to 70 percent of the areas of the mouth and you are missing that 20 or 30 percent. Which flossing would get? Which flossing will cover. Okay, answer this. Are you meant to floss before you brush or after you brush? By by the book, you have to floss before. So when you brush that toothpaste and the fluoride that is in the toothpaste, it gets in those areas. But most of the people brush and then they floss. I usually say, you know what? If you're going to floss before or after or you're not going to floss, I would take whatever you want, you know, before or after. But, right. you know, like the by the book is actually before. Before. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have a, a very good show friend and she's all about flossing. Yep, she sure is. Um what about a dry mouth? When people have been, um, if they've got a cold, like I do, and you're mouth breathing a lot, does that I, I got the feeling that that must be doing damage to you. The dry mouth, it does cause a lot of damage because it, it makes all the stuff sit there and they smell and they can cause cavities. That's why when you have babies, usually they don't have bad breath because they have a lot of saliva. But as we grow older and uh, people have medical conditions, they take a lot of medications, that's when you see a lot of dry mouth and that's when all the bad stuff is happening. So probably, you know, the, the good things to do is to drink a lot of water during the day, to use sugarless gum for a short period of time or maybe sugarless candies, and all this kind of stuff so you can produce a lot of saliva. What about mouth rinses? Because I think people just automatically think, oh, bad breath, you know, take a swig. I'm not a big fan of mouth rinses. Really? Nothing, nothing against anybody. I just am not a big fan. Is because the uh, mouth rinse is just going to give you a very short time that you're not going to have bad breath and it's just going to come back. And also when you have, let's say, gingivitis or if you have dry mouth, especially those mouth rinses that contain a lot of alcohol, they will dry mm. your mouth even more. So that's not going to cause good things instead of... Um, so I'm not a big fan. Usually what I say something that you can use is I call it a grandma's recipes just a little bit of warm salt water before or after when you brush it's usually a good idea and that's gonna salt actually kills everything it's really good um how often should you replace your toothbrush 
The toothbrush should be replaced every three to four months, or if you are sick, or if there is, um, if you see that the toothbrush doesn't look the same as it looked when you got it, and it's, you know, like not the bristles are not in the position that you actually mm-hmm. remember it was in the beginning, it's good to replace it. But otherwise, it can be replaced every three to four months. Now, you have down here on your list, choose your foods wisely. You spoke about you know, yes. the candies candies and sticky gums and caramels, but is there anything else we should be washing out, like acidic foods, that kind of thing? Acidic food is not uh, very good for your teeth, like lemons or um, citric, uh, citric fruits, but uh, by the um, to choose the food wisely, we usually, it's not so much those kind of things. Um, we mean like uh, food that has like garlic or onions, this kind of food that it's going to smell. It's usually a good idea to take it or eat it probably in the, you know, for dinner, if let's say you're not going anywhere and you're staying at home. Okay, so I hope everyone wrote that down. But if they didn't, where can people go to learn more? They can uh, go to my website and it's www.dentalx.ca. Dentalx.ca. The home of the tooth fairy. That's right. Yes. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is what she said on 105.9 The Region. Do stay with us. All right, listeners, we're broadcasting here live at the community center where your local biker gang is holding a special bake sale to raise money. All the proceeds will go towards bringing more drugs, guns, and violence into the community. So come by and try some of Shotgun Steve's famous pecan pie. If you can't make it, don't worry. You can still show your support by purchasing some contraband cigarettes. Profits from contraband cigarettes support organized crime. Stop the violence and call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. Remember, you stay anonymous. Criminals don't. Ever notice some people work out endlessly and still look the same? That's because working harder is not as effective as working smarter. You can actually burn more total calories in the same amount of time with HIT, High Intensity Interval Training. HIT boosts metabolism, testosterone, and growth hormone levels in the bloodstream, which aids in reaction time, tissue repair, and overall functioning. Come see us at 31 Jevlin Drive in Vaughn. Turf Athletic Club can help you become the best version of yourself because your success is our success. York Region. York Region. Radio from your point of view. 1059 The Region. Welcome back. And joining us now is color trend forecaster and designer Janice Fadak, who is speaking at this year's GTA Home and Reno show from February 16th to the 19th. Welcome to what she said. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, we're delighted to have you. You're here to give us a sneak peek of what you'll be talking about at the show. And that is color trends and picking the perfect paint color. So how do you determine what colors are going to be trending. Oh, it's it's a wonderful, long, and exciting process. Um, myself, along with other, other uh, color specialists, or I like to say coloristas from around the globe, what we do is we research what is transpiring from a social perspective, environmental, political, economic, and how all those outside influences push color to the surface. And I know it sounds really it's vast. A, it sounds very vast. I'm just curious, Alec, how, what does the political or economic well, client have well, to do with... Well, I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, if you think back to the recession in 2008 and the colors that were uh, prevalent at that time, everything was very muddied, very gray, and it was representing the doom and gloom of what was happening in the economy. What has happened since that time is we are now seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, There's a real feeling of optimism, and people want to feel good about what's happening in their own homes, in their own lives, or with the economy. So you'll see that everything's brightening in nature. Mm -hmm. Everything's also got a yellow undertone, which is there's that light at that end of the tunnel. So how long do color trends last for? That's an interesting uh, question. I put everything, although I'm very creative, I put everything to a very technical uh, perspective with this and create bell curves. And uh, about 10 years ago, or even up to 20 years ago, trends had a longevity of about 10 years, uh, where they went up, they came down. It all starts with early adapters, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. high end, high end, and then it comes to the uh, general marketplace, usually starts with fashion first, and then it translates to home, to automobile, and to everything else that that we purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we find that with 
our use of the internet and technology, that trend curve is shortening. So trends usually have about a five-year increment of change. However, it's never just a flip of a calendar and then all of a sudden it's a brand new uh, set of trend colors. Although various different companies come out with their colors of the year, when we change Mm -hmm. the calendar, we don't get rid of everything that was. Basically what we do is we take the oldest item and we replace it with whatever speaks to us to be the newest item. So what are the new colors trending now? There's a lot of really great things happening with color. Um, If you saw what was happening last year, we saw a lot of the soft pinks and soft blues. Mm -hmm. The pastels are Mm -hmm. still really, really important. Gray, although gray has been around for a little bit, gray is now warming in nature. And I don't want to say it's becoming more beige, but it does have a little bit more of a yellow undertone, which for me is really reassuring one for what's going on in the world because Mm -hmm. it is brighter in nature but it also allows us to pair that neutral gray with either warm or cool tones. So what is, we always hear about the Pantone color yes. of the year. What ah. is it? Do you know, I, I always look to Pantone. For me, the they are the color leader um, because they do touch all industries. And this year is as compelling as previous years with ultraviolet. It's a blue... Ultraviolet? Ultraviolet. It's a blue undertoned purple with a little bit of a mystical feel to it. Um, purple generally has uh, influences that give a nod to royalty. And if you think of what going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a royal wedding Mm -hmm. coming up, so that purple is really compelling. Uh, Purple, and particularly this ultraviolet, also gives a nod to spirituality and mindfulness. And we're all looking uh, to improve our well-being right now. Uh, We are an aging society. Uh, The baby boomers are taking up the bulk of of the world right now, and they're taking care of themselves. So that that purple is is really... um, It's powerful, yet it's really nurturing. And the other thing that it does is it infuses creativity. And one of the big trends, both color and in design, is a return to home crafts and handmade items, whether it be cooking or uh, creating art or putting a color up on the wall like ultraviolet. Wow. I mean, I'm thinking of recovering um, our couch, reupholstering our couch when we redo the floors and everything, mainly get them out of there. But um, it's a sage green now. And I'm think- I was looking at sort of um, a really deep blue, almost like a jewel tone right. or a blue, um, but leaning, leaning towards those colors, the richer, deeper colors like uh, that. Is that. Is that on trend? Absolutely. And just, you know, it's funny. People always say, what is the color? And it's never just one, although Pantone has a color of the year. If you look at what's happening, there's really something to... Uh, lend itself to everybody's tastes. So you've got the soft pastels, you've got the neutral uh, grays, but you've also got some really gorgeous, bright, vibrant jewel tones. Mm -hmm. So you'll see those peacock shades of blue. You'll see the lovely gold tones. You'll see shots of magenta. And for somebody who is embracing color, I always encourage them, if you love that (laughs) color, put it in as many spaces as possible. Well, how can you integrate bold colors like that into into your home? That's a great question. A lot of people say, where do I start? Where where do I end? Um, I always look at what is the big ticket items. Those are the items that you want to really make sure that you're putting a color to it that's going to give you as much longevity as possible because you're not going to be flipping it out that Mm -hmm. often. If you want to play it safe, keep all of your neutral tones and then put in those shots of colors with throw cushions, Mm -hmm. um, with uh, an area rug, with a piece of art or uh, some artistic piece of sculpture that may be sitting on your table. See, I feel terrible. I still have very soft tones. I have uh, taupe like uh, the most beautiful taupe, dark taupe walls, and creams and things. That's that still works. Um, so that's what that yeah that that still works and absolutely. It suits, your, it suits your your space. It suits that space a lot. It looks yeah. it looks wonderful. And I find that a lot of people, I feel that you should work with the house. We live in a house that was built in 1938. Absolutely. So I'm not going to be doing a modern look it, it's more I mean it is it's crisp and white and modern and I have color in the couches and the cushions and that kind of thing but I think you've got to decorate to the house as opposed yeah. to 
your feelings. And you know what? You, both of you just hit the, the nail on the head. And these are two things that are really important to me as a designer. When I come into someone's house, I'm not designing for me. I'm designing for you. So I want to find out what are the things that make your life your life? What are the colors that make you feel? But most importantly, what are the colors that make you feel good and the colors that make you feel comfortable? Well, right? part of it, too, is as she was saying about space, I live in a condo. So you're trying to make it bigger. So the furniture was mm-hmm. lower. I bought a bed and, and then ended, ended up, up giving it to me. Well, are you lucky? Because it, because, no, because it took over the room. I mean, right. you just, you just, it had to be different shapes and very soft colors. So you, you didn't feel overwhelmed. Exactly. One really big, dark piece would have made you feel. So you, so I had to do that. And I just love this color of taupe. I'm going to have and, it for the rest of my life. And can I tell you something? I love when somebody says, I just love that color. Mm. And then that's the color that you should have. Yeah. Um, do you know what? There's nothing worse than coming into a space and it doesn't feel like it belongs to you. Your home should be a reflection of who you are. Now, Janice, you are going to be at this year's GTA Home and I am. Show. So that runs from February 16th to 19th. And it, it does. is at the International Center in Mississauga? It is. So where can people go? To find out more about the show. Um, they can go on the GTA uh, Home and Reno Show website. Okay. You'll see the list of speakers. I'm honored to share the stage with a lot of great, talented folks. Um, I hope you come in and listen to more about what I have to share about color. Uh, it's an hour-long presentation. It won't disappoint. And, and what about if they want to connect with you? Um, all of the uh, links are all on that uh, website as well. They're all on the website as well. And also a great place to get ideas for people who are thinking about renovating. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't oh, been you to have to come. Is that good? Oh. And Instagram. Oh, and that's always a great source as well. So how many, like, are there lots of booths? Are there, oh, there's quite a few booths. Quite it's, a few? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a serious. It's a great show. And if there's any sort of home decor or reno that you need to do ever, whether it be small or whether it be really big, there will be something there for you. All right. And we're going to have to um, check out the Pantone Ultraviolet Sounds a little scary. No, yeah, it's beautiful. It I need to see it on a wall. <laughs> if you don't want it on a wall, put it on, on a, a cushion. On a cushion. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's always comes out of the cushions. Well, thank you so much for joining us it's today. It's my pleasure. I learned a lot. I never yeah. knew there was a whole social, economic... Well, do you remember when they used to say with the economy, hemlines... Oh, yes. The hemlines would rise and fall. Absolutely. The economy, so maybe design does too. Yeah. It does. <laughs> We'll be right back, right here on What She Said. Stay with us. When it comes to getting the perfect gift, it's the thought that counts. Have everyone in York Region thinking about your special someone's birthday with a 105.9 Birthday Club. Hey, happy birthday. Submit their name and date of birth on our website or email birthdayclub at 1059theregion.com. We'll announce their birthday live on air, weekday mornings at 745 and afternoons at 515. And what's a birthday without a gift? Your special someone could also win a spectacular gift in our monthly draw. It's the Birthday Club. Ooh, sure are a lot of candles on that cake. On 105.9 The Region. listening to is Forever Boy, the new single by Toronto-based singer-songwriter Soma Chaya. Welcome to What She Said. Thanks for having me. Now, you're best known for your role on Degrassi Next Class and most recently The Breadwinner, which is nominated at both this year's Golden Globe and Academy Awards. That's pretty exciting. It is so exciting. It's mind-blowing. I never thought that this would happen to me. (laughs) Are, Are you going? I'm not going, but uh, we have a really good team representing us there. The director, a couple producers, and um, Angelina Jolie, one of the producers, will be there. So it's exciting. Wow. When did you realize music was your passion? Oh, that one's been my passion since as long as I can remember. My mom used to tell me stories about how I'd like run around the house singing before I could talk. I would just hum. And so I guess I've known ever since I was really little. <laughs> And what about the acting? When did you begin acting? Acting kind of happened um, just because singing didn't work out right away. I got stage fright when I was younger, and that kind of hindered me. And so I kind of gravitated towards acting because I guess I felt it was easier to be somebody else. And so it it was kind of like a fallback. But now I'm coming back to it. I'm coming back to singing. Found my confidence again. So which would you... Is that your your greatest love with music over the acting? It's music. It's music? It's tough to choose, but it's music if I had to. Now, your new single, Forever Boy, was produced by Canadian Sam Arian of of Mute Choir. 
Yes, right? yes, yes. We had him in not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, you he, did. <laughs> so tell us about what the song is about. So this song is about, it's about falling in love. And it's not about anybody specific when I wrote it, but I kind of imagined who I would want to fall in love with and what it would feel like to be with that perfect person. And so you've just put a whole lot of pressure on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you go out I killed my future. chances, basically. <laughs> you want to go out with me listen to this song? <laughs> Tell me how many the, of the That'll boxes are checked. <laughs> That'll be in my Tinder profile if you meet the requirements of the song. <laughs> so, uh, that, but that is what how you wrote it. That's how I wrote it, yeah. And um, when Sam heard it, it was just a piano version, but he loved it. Like, he kind of, like, my mind with the direction I wanted to take it. He kind of got some Nancy Sinatra vibes, but like electronic version of it. So yeah, it was so much fun working with him. I imagine. Now what's coming up for you this year? Um, I'm hoping to release a full album and that should be around my birthday in June. I'm turning 20 this year. So oh, this... you're so old. <laughs> it it's feels like it. And she's going to have an album ready by June. <laughs> wow. How yeah. many songs have you written? Um, they're all written. Oh, they're all, they're all kind of done, but they just have to be finessed and completed now at this point. Well, that's so exciting. Thank you so much for coming in today and we wish you all the best Aww, of luck. Thanks so much, guys. Well, that's it for us. What She Said will be back next Saturday and Sunday at noon. And don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. Singing us out now in our live studio sessions, here is Soma Chaya. Death waves in the air From the smoke off your cigarette Death waves in the air But I know you don't care, boy Take another breath You smell so sweet to me Take another breath If you're not living, then you're dead, boy You're my animal, you're my son you tell me crazy's fun You're my animal, you're my son Let's drink until we're dumb Baby, hold me close When you drag from your smoke Drive me fast and hold me tight I want you for the rest of the night Forever 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 Forever, boy Tastes like candy You're my god Tastes like angels I'm so gone Golden clouds You put me you for the rest of the night baby hold me close when you drive from your smoke drive me fast and hold me tight i want you for the rest of the night Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. 
Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.